and welcome to Pokey Sports, a competitive Pokemon podcast. I'm Mike, and I play with one Thanksgiving on the field. I'm Kevin. I made a turkey today. It's the Thanksgiving episode for the U.S. people. For people in Canada, like me, it was the Thanksgiving episode a month ago. Why do y'all do that? Oh, we think we're better. Oh, okay. Kind of yeah. like us in Fahrenheit. Correct. Correct. Oh, okay. So this is just your Fahrenheit. Is Thanksgiving yes. being earlier? Got it, got it, got it, got it. Thanksgiving is Canada's Fahrenheit. Yeah. Did you? Does your Thanksgiving also always fall on a Thursday? No, no. Is that a thing? Yeah, ours is the last Thursday of November all the time. Really? Is this the last oh, Thursday of November? That's why Black Friday is a thing. Oh, but no. Wait, hold on. Because the last Thursday of November is technically the thirtieth this month. So it's not. Uh oh. So it's the last Thursday of November. Sometimes. Sometimes. That's. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> hey, so uh, welcome to Pokey Sports. It's going to be Pixel Sports for me because, oh boy, my camera decided to not work today. No yeah. one will notice but Mike, but Mike will hate himself the most for it. Yep. It's not his fault either. Sad. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I put up drapery in my in my room, and uh, I guess it camera didn't like that. <laughs> the drapes r- rubbed up against the HDMI port, and now the HDMI port doesn't like me. How does that happen? Like self? Is it like a static, self-destructed kind of? No, I think it was actually my fault. I, I must have picked up this desk to move it, and when I put it down, it just jostled the the camera in a way that it didn't like always take your cameras off of whatever stands they're on before you move them. Mike probably just grabbed his camera and chucked it at the wall. And he's just like, Kevin, I don't know what happened. It's just not working. I don't know, man. Like it's just, <laughs> the camera just doesn't, doesn't work anymore. I flushed it down the toilet three times and yet I don't know. It's not working. The one thing I, I, not the one thing, but one of the things I really like about this room that you're in right now is the fact that yeah. there's two mystery doors. Yeah, it's the, we don't know what those are, and you guys don't know what this one is. We have three mystery doors. There's in the podcast so many right mystery now. doors. Yeah, <laughs> how do you feel about the fact that we've built our podcast off of mystery doors? I, I'm I'm very glad. I'm I'm even happier that we've encountered um, four different mystery doors on this podcast. Period. Mm-hmm. There's been four total. Interesting. Interesting. That's true. Yeah, there was uh, three of them were mine. <laughs> yes, you have the majority of the mystery doors. Yeah. I <laughs> Welcome to Friday, first of all. Uh oh, this yeah. is a new day that we're doing this podcast. If you were wondering, "Hey, where's this podcast? Why why didn't it come out on Wednesday when I'm used to it or on Thursday when I like to listen to it?" It's because now we put it out on Friday cuz Friday is a funnier day. <laughs> See, the people love it. They love it. They can't get enough of Friday. See, look, Friday yeah 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 the people liked it yeah 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 now the reason being is because kevin is a workhorse and doesn't allow himself more than one day off in a week so uh this third thursdays happen to be those days yes and mike needs to sleep so friday happened happens to be those upload days (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to I didn't want to be up until 4 a.m. doing this podcast anymore. So I was like, you know what? Let's change things. And, and, and a little earlier. 
And you guys might ask yourself, okay, Kevin and Mike, all all nice and dandy that that you want to go ahead and change the recording dates to Thursday, but did you have to pick Thanksgiving to be the first day that you chose? Yeah, I we think, did. Yeah, I think Mike is Canadian. He forgot. But no, he didn't forget. He doesn't know when Thanksgiving is for for Americans because yeah. it happened earlier. Um, no idea. I forgot. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I made a commitment tomorrow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> is what is what Mike texted me yesterday. He was like, hey, um. I forgot to I heard like tomorrow's Thanksgiving for you guys. Are you still good? I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> sure am. See, that's kind of the thing about this podcast is uh when we don't actively tell each other, hey, we need to do this podcast this week, we will forget. <laughs> Whether we, we want to or forget not. Forget that we're doing a podcast together. Um, and then like the day will pass, it will come and it will go and we'll be like, Hey, uh, we were supposed to do pokey sports, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's usually thankfully because we used to give ourselves more than one day of, of breathing room. Like we'd miss a Sunday and be like, Hey, we weren't, we supposed to record yesterday. And you'd be like, Oh yeah. And then we record that day. But but if now it's Thursday, we, we don't have yeah. that kind of uh, yeah. luxury anymore. But honestly, if it's Thursday, I won't forget at this point because I'm, I'm just going to be deep in thought all day anyway. I'm going to be nothing to do, typically. What do you mean? You have so much recording that you can do. Oh, brother, I'm done until December. I'm all good. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs> you can totally do like up until Indigo Disc, right? Technically, yeah, I guess. It's not like the new season's going to change that much. <laughs> what 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 new will there be? Nothing. I'm just gonna be playing Indigo Disc stuff all day. I guess I'm back That's on cool. casual ladders after the fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. Girl. How does it make you feel? I'm gonna remind you uh, for a mm-hmm. second that we are currently two podcasts away from a <laughs> DLC. Oh no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, so that close. doesn't feel good. Wait a it's... second. We've got this. We've got the first. And we've got the eighth. And then, and then we're the there. Is the one. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. How do I feel about it? Not great. It, it makes me question my own mor- mortality somehow. Yeah. Like, didn't we just do this? <laughs> yeah. Or it's like when, when you have another birthday and you're like, wait a second, didn't I just turn the the other age that I was like a second ago? We get to see what Archaludon does. I. T- if I hear you call it Archaludon when it comes out, I'm going to be very upset at you. We get to see what Archaloopy-Doo does. I can't Archaloop-dee-doo. wait. Archaloop dee doo How do we pronounce that one? Archaladon, right? It's got to be. I'm going to call him I Archie. I can't be right. We get to see Arch- what Archie does. Archie. Yeah, Archie Comics. Just take the page out of Wolf Click's book. If you purposely mispronounce it, it becomes a joke and not an insult. That's fair. You know what? That's fair. He did. He did it. I will give him a ton of credit for that. I think it was a it's actually really, a very good psychological move. move. Yeah, absolutely. Because then on all of his videos where he mispronounced it, the first thing people did was head on down to the comments, goes in comments like, oh, you called it Charmeleon again. Ha ha. And like that's interaction. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what's going on right now? Like I, I'm never great at pronouncing pokemon wrong in fact yeah. uh, um in fact uh oinkalone is apparently oinkalone and not oinkalone but the thing I, is I, I don't believe that uh, to me it's oinkalone i went a whole video and said oinkalone 
Mm-hmm. And no one complained about it. There was just like the one person that was just like, it's actually Oink and Cologne. So it's Oink Cologne. But I think I'm with you on Oink Cologne. It sounds a lot better. <laughs> you had people agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm clearly wrong, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. The, the, the thing that kind of gets under my skin is when people correct me on Heat Ran. Because they, oh. say, they say it's not Heat Ran. It's Heat Ran. And no, I don't know the difference. <laughs> I don't get it. Because to me, you said it. You said it wrong three times. What is it? <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if I should say it. Because like this is the place where you'll actually learn it. If I if is it I, not I hot? It. Is it not made of heat? Is it not heat ran? Yeah, it's those two words put together. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But uh, how do you say uh, if I'm trying to get from here to? a place 400 miles away and I don't want to take the plane and I don't want to take a car. What am I going to take? Maybe something on rails, a train. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, and the Pokemon that we're talking about, its name is Heatran. And there you go. You've gone and said it. <laughs> what? I don't, did I say it right that time? Yes, you did. <laughs> Do you not know that you said it correctly now? I've, what am I saying differently? I incepted you. I just <laughs> incepted you to say the correct answer. I hate it. Wow. That is so much. Who cares? <laughs> Listen, look at me in the eyes right now. Do you know which Pokemon I'm talking about? Then it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I always did. Doesn't matter. I always did. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so to to bookend this. You were saying heat ran when you could have been saying heat ran. You could have been saying tomato when you said tomato. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mike. I, like, <laughs> this is the same thing that I get when people are like, oh, yeah, Toronto. Huh? It's like, yeah, I say Toronto. It's whatever. I also say Toronto, so I don't know what they're talking about. Tarana. It's uh, coffee. Um, people went crazy for the Eevee episode. They, they liked it or they hated it? They Which loved one? it. Why? They loved it. <laughs> we should have no, no topics more often. I, but actually, though. <laughs> listen, when, when I create a podcast that my wife can listen to and not be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I consider that a successful podcast. <laughs> Wait, did she listen to the Eevee episode? She, she listens to all of them, but oh, she yeah? doesn't know what uh, we're talking about 90% of the time. <laughs> and she's okay with that because she because Hi, Joanna. Know, <laughs> we love each other. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the last episode, she was like, I was, I was there. I was there with you the whole time. I guess Eevee is a very relatable Pokemon, yeah? <laughs> mm-hmm. We're just saying they're doing Eevee trivia the whole time. Well, we know now that Eevee evolves into many different things. Specifically, eight of them. Get yourself an Eevee. Go on down to the general store. Ask the man at the counter. Say, hey, sir, do sir. you have any Eevees? Eevees? And he'll be like, come with me. Come with me. He'll take you into the back. Back. Uh, he'll open up the door. And it's just a beautiful, lush garden. You garden. thought there was going to be like cages or something. No, 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 no. Beautiful, lush garden. The sun's out. It's midnight. Who knows? I don't know why. Why? And many Eevees are just scattered about, hopping around. Umbreon. 
eating some ethically sourced olives and muffins. Puffins. Ethically sourced muffins. <laughs> um, oops. One of them had a thunderstone snuck in it. <gasps> Matt Evie is now a Jolteon. <laughs> Jolteon. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That other muffin had a firestone in it. Are we roofing these Eevees? Hold on. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. It, that we just happened to them be against their will. <laughs> that just happened to be in the. No, the Eevees cooked it. The Eevees. Oh, Eevees they did it, it themselves. Yeah, oh, they okay. did it. They, they, <laughs> they had to use like tongs to put the, the stones in the muffins because they couldn't touch Sorry, it. Sorry, officer. They did it to themselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see if that holds up in court. Let's see if that holds up in the edit. All right. <laughs> uh, let me let me continue the, the the thing. There was a punchline to this, and I wanted to finish it. So, uh oh, that one had a firestone in it. That Eevee is now a Flareon. Flareon. All right. This Eevee is moving over to the third muffin. Opens up the muffin. Tries to take a bite. Uh oh, this muffin has a dusk stone in it. <gasps> that Eevee is now a uh, dark rye. <laughs> and that's how dark rye's are born. <laughs> From dusk stones. Until yeah. dawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love recording at home. <laughs> that's my new favorite noise. But this one? Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I, my reptile brain gets really tickled by that one. I, <laughs> I enjoy it's, it. It's a good sound. It really is a good sound. I promise you we're talking about Pokemon today. Folks. We actually have a we lot to talk about. We did that whole thing with the Eevees. <laughs> Brother, we're, we're preaching more right now than we did on the preach. Follow us on <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Pokesports. Hey, if you want to listen to a really cool conversation about Kevin starting up his Pokemon Go journey, uh, that is the place to go. Patreon.com slash Pokesports. All right. Um, now let's get into what we're talking about today. So the Indigo Disc is a uh, DLC for the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet game. That's a year old, by the way. It's a year old? Yeah, it came out November last year. Oh, no. Time is an illusion. Yeah, time, time, time isn't real. You know what? I moved in that time. It it feels like a year ago. <laughs> I've done enough stuff to make it feel like a year. That's what I, I wish for every one of you people out there is just do enough stuff with your time to make a year feel like a year. Thank Don't you, make Michael. a year feel like a week because then you're you're wasting your time. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, into the terrarium. Let's let's talk about the terrarium. <laughs> Is that where you it put looks the like some some fun fun little uh, preview copies or preview. Uh, it's like hour-long gameplay. Hour-long gameplay, yeah. sure. Uh, a couple of content creators were given the chance to go and play uh, the Indigo Discs. Oh, Mike, did you get your invite? Nope. How about you, Kevin? <laughs> Weird. I didn't get one either. Oh, so strange. It must be in the mail. 
Yeah. You know what? I haven't checked my mail in a while. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to open that up and it's going to be there, my invite. And it's going to look like really cool, like a Blueberry Academy stamp. And it's going to be like, you're invited. And I'll be like, how did you get my address? (laughs) Uh, No, Pokesports was not invited, decidedly. Wow. Wow. It's okay. I'm not Contact your local politicians. (laughs) contact everyone <laughs> the people who do exclusively battle videos on youtube how come they weren't <laughs> invited how come they weren't part of the adventure <clears throat> it was right up their alley i'm sorry um yes yeah, so a couple of people were given uh the ability to play for an hour uh, Sarah B, Joe Merrick was one of them and he went and made like this really awesome deep dive on, uh, his time in the terrarium. Uh, and it was really cool. We, we got some really cool information about, about, uh, Indigo discs, including a couple of new, uh, attacks, including mm-hmm. the information that TMs, certain new TMs are going to be there. Certain TMs that we have been missing. So let's uh, let's dive into that. So it looks like he took some selfies with the Lowland Executor. That's what I'm going to start with. I just li- I listed all this really cool stuff, and now I'm going to say selfies with the Lowland Executor. Yo, Lowland Executor is back. The uh, the uh, the cool thing that he mentions here is, or one of the cool things is that yeah. this is bigger than Kitakami, and I actually think Kitakami was a decent enough size. It's like it was enough for me to stay entertained for. Like a couple of weeks. So this is bigger than Kitakami, but smaller than Paldea, which is kind of where I'd like a DLC to be. Right. Um, a lot of the places, there's no towns in the terrarium because I'm sure there's no towns in actual terrariums. Right, because it's a terrarium. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. That's nice. Not like they did anything in Kitakami for me. And on top of all of that, only double battles are found in the terrarium. Really? Yeah. Only doubles, which is like now that super is different. Wild. I yeah. love that though. Mm-hmm. That's actually Ooh, really cool. I love that. Yeah, because I mean the whole thing, and I've been people who've been listening to the podcast for a long time know 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 what I've been saying, uh, which is that Pokemon, as good of a job that it does in like keeping their competitive game alive. Uh, it does a very, very poor job in, uh, you know, exposing you to double battles throughout mm. your, your journey in each of the games. Like in <clears throat> most of the games, it is like that in a couple of them. They like sprinkle double battles in there. Like they're but, by a gym leader or something or it's right. Or they'll member. exactly. They'll have like the double battle representation, but like, to have the end game be exclusively double battles, they do not prepare you very well for that. So having this there is really cool. Now, the thing is, what's cool here is that all these Pokemon and trainers have apparently the ones that Joe Merrick played against. They had items like Toxic Orb. uh, Zangoose was a thing. So the trainers have items and the trainers are high level. I think they start at like around 70 and they get all the way up to 88, which is, like, kind of crazy. Unless you go in with your level 20 crew, yeah. and then everything scales back. 
Yeah, I mean, sure. Unfortunately, yeah. maybe I don't know. Who knows? Or maybe that the the copy they played just had them all at level hundreds. Oh, anyway, true. There's always that. But the other cool thing is, it looks like the same way that Kitakami and all the DLCs from from Sword and Shield were, where they just littered this place with a bunch of hidden items. Kitakami has littered terra shards. Not Kitakami. Um, the terrarium has littered terra shards, so you could just pick up terra shards from the floor, and the cool thing about it is how many terra shards do you think that you'll pick up when you pick up like a rock terra shard, for example? Like three. Eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> eighteen. You pick up eighteen. That's that's like a third of the way there or a fourth of the way there. That's, that's not incredible. Bad. That's and actually that's really good. Because that's like that. That is essentially solution. We, yeah. we recognize that. You know, you want to be changing your Pokemon's Terra types, and they should be saying that. Like, what we we they should be encouraging people mm-hmm. to do that as often as possible. And the only way to do that as often as pos- possible is by feeding you as many Terra shards as you can possibly hold. Pretty much, like, yeah. Running through a billion ju- dungeons just so you can go and get fifty Terra shards so that you can go and change your your thing over at this one place. Like, it's no, that's that's not that's not it. Uh, I have a feeling that people are going to be staying in the terrarium for the rest of their time in uh, Scarlet yeah. and Violet. What reason would you have to leave? Everything is great right. over here, man. Yeah. So we have a lot of new Pokemon or a lot of returning Pokemon, uh, like Alolan Exeggutor. Uh, but the the important thing, the cool thing that I saw was uh, some of the new moves. Oh, Probably the most competitive thing in this whole article, yeah? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So he says, there's a mix of returning moves as TMs, such as Expanding Force, here we are, Triple Axel, Skitter Smack, Meteor Beam, Breaking Swipe, Scorching Sands, Curse Coaching, Electro Web, and more. And that is huge for doubles and singles players everywhere. We're finally getting the TM Expanding Force. I'm so happy. I am Mm. so happy. Armor Rouge, sorry, buddy. Going back to that, <laughs> not it, you just can't compare it, man. Having expanding force, hopefully they don't they don't hit me with the uh, the dual wing beat Dragonite situation again, where Dragonite used to get dual wing beat, and then this time around they just decided not to give it to Dragonite, oh. and they actually let Hatterene get expanding force because expanding force Hatterene would, would legitimately change the meta. You now have an expanding force user that can hit a dark type with a fairy move. Which makes a big difference because Armourouge can't do that. Not to mention Hatterene has a lot higher special attack than Armourouge and is a lot slower for Trick Room. And can't get right. slept by Amongus. Magic bounce. Magic bounce. <laughs> does whatever Hatterene does. Yep. Um, as well as some new moves, including the world's revere reveals of Upper Hand and Psychic Noise, which are, again, we, we talked about that a couple mm. of weeks ago. But um, really excited to see Upper Hand at work. Really excited to see Psychic Noise at work. As well as some new moves like Supercharged Cell and Hard Press. Hard Press is a Steel-type move which does more damage the higher the target's hit points are. Which, is that the first time that we've seen something like that? I think so. Yeah, I think so. It's not... That doesn't seem familiar unless it was on like some random status move that didn't make any sense that no one used before. Right, because that's like, it's the inverse of like Eruption, right? Because Eruption does more damage the higher your HP is, but Hard Press 
does more damage the higher, higher. your opponent's yeah. HP is. I wonder so if it's it could be move. like a really, really good move to use as your first attack on a Pokemon, but it will not be. <laughs> it will not be your uh, attack to use on a Pokemon that's nearly, nearly gone. Now, do you think that's percentage-based HP or physical number HP? Because Fluttermane, for example, has a base 55 HP stat. But if it's at 100%, would it do more damage at 100%? Or is it because it's only 55 base HP, it'll do a lot less damage because it has a low base HP stat? You see, that's interesting. I yeah, there's two ways to look at this. Oh, yeah. Because if, if, if it's the former where it's like the percentage-based, that is a lot easier to use. I feel like it, it gets very, very complicated if you like have a number that's like yeah. based on how much HP – yeah, a Pokemon has. The only reason I'm asking is because the the text in word verbatim, which yeah. is a steel move which does more damage the higher the target's hit points, period, is all it says. Sure. But uh, I mean, that, that could be like if they had said if, you know, if Joe had said HP instead of hit points, it would have mm-hmm. meant the same thing, but it would have sounded yeah, different. Yeah. You know, but uh, I don't know. I mean, hey. I guess we'll I, I think see. that was a that, this was a like Joe got very in depth with what he was talking about, but uh, this didn't this that one was ambiguous. So yeah, so far we have the psychic move that heal blocks. We have the steel move that does more damage the larger the hit points, and we have the fake outing fake out the fake fake outs opposing fake outs. Uh-huh. But what is supercharge cell? Is that like a Zygarde thing? Seems Zygardish. They had that, didn't they? And legends are coming back in this too. Yeah. Legends are coming back. Starters are coming back. Like this is just kind of like rounding out the game. The Indigo Disc is like the complete version of Scarlet and Violet. It's quite literally a disc that is rounding out the game. Yes. Yeah. The Indigo (laughs) Disc is round, period. End (laughs) the podcast. Dun, 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 dun. That <laughs> couldn't find my, it. He was looking in my for mind. It. No, I don't have <laughs> oh, it. Oh, in yeah. my mind, that is how the podcast uh, music is at the like the end. Dun 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 dun. That's the intro. The end. But still the end. Hmm. Yeah. The end. The end. The end. Um. Let's see. Uh, he said something about the performance. He said, obviously, this was a pre-launch build, so subject, subject to change, uh, but the performance did seem okay. Uh, it was definitely not worse than Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has been up to this point and may have felt smoother than before, but it was not without its flaws or slowdowns. That's PR talk for saying nothing changed. Got it. Right. <laughs> nothing changed. Uh, but, you know, the I game is the game. Is very PR talk is that the the very end of that paragraph, it was basically it's, it's still Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So don't go yeah. in expecting a massive overhaul. No, they, they focused a lot more on content than fixing the bugs is right. And I'm kind of OK with that, because like if if I was going to wait one year just for a functioning game and not new content, I think I would be more angry about that as a consumer. I have long since made my peace with the fact that I think this is the best they can do. Mm-hmm. Until like and, new switch comes out with actual right. hardware, yeah, something that gives more hardware than than what has, yeah. Because I mean that like, man, if you look at other games, 
like any other game out there. Uh, they'll, you know, it'll look polished. It'll look great. There are a lot of people who are like, oh, look at this game on the Nintendo Switch. It looks great. But then you like really do a deep dive in there and it's like, look at all the the ways that it has to cheat its way into looking great. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you've got Pokemon that's trying to make a like a true 2.5D game with people running around and Pokemon running around like, you know, it's difficult. I give it more flowers these days. Yeah. I mean, uh, now that I'm a lot less angry about it, I think we also have to consider that this is the first Pokemon game on a home console or the second Pokemon game on a home console, but it's the first open world Pokemon game on a home console. Right. So it's, it's still finicky, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Go back to Pokemon red for a second. See what that's like. (laughs) (laughs) You forgot. It's, It's never been perfect, but it's always been fun. Um, I wanted to bring up this one. Hold on. Let me, let me hit a good transition here. Cool. Um, I wanted to <laughs> answer this one thing that we had, uh, on our discord, we have at the very, very top, something called the forum. And in the forum we have, it's kind of like a Reddit. They, you know, discord built a Reddit and we adopted it. It's great. Um, we have something called the forum inside that we have the pokey sports AMA where pe- people can just kind of ask us anything. And I do encourage you folks, if you use discord quite often to go and first of all, hop on our discord, you can get there by pokeysports.info. Um, and I do encourage you to go and ask a question because that's fun. Uh, raging Tengu asks this one. He says, I'd like y'all to answer this in an upcoming pod, but how do you feel about TPCI only partnering with major venues? For example, I know one of my locals won't host VGC because they can't and don't have the possibility of hosting regionals since they are partnered through specific providers. Um, Kevin, do you have any kind of opinions about that? Because I I do. I very much do. I think limiting limiting where your game can be played is never a good thing for the health of the game, but I can understand why it's good for the business aspect of you being able to control where you put your product. But I don't know. I feel like it does more harm than good from like an outsider looking in. I know you're more in this business than I am. And I don't know the, the ins and outs of, you know, purchasing a venue date and location. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I what I can say, there's not a lot that I can't say, but what I can say is that like <laughs> making me think there's secrets in the industry. Yeah, there's no secrets. There's <laughs> truly no secrets to this. Uh, what what usually happens is like uh, every venue has a resume, right? Okay. They they can like, you know, write down what what events were in their venues. They write down like how many people were in those events uh, in those venues Uh if a venue can consistently prove that they have like a large amount of people in their venue, then they can qualify to have other events come inside because, you know, Pokemon is considered a high class event for all the people that come in it. But like it does require like a lot of uh, accommodations for people that certain venues can't really do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is that to say that you know, Raging Tengu's uh, local host can't host a VGC event? Probably yeah. not. It, what does I this mean, mean like, for Premier Challenges, right? Premier Challenges again? still have to happen. Right. So 
why I'm I'm confused by them him saying that they're not allowed to. I think I looked I looked at um they might not be allowed to without a TPCI representative like a mm-hmm. like a a judge or something. I mean, there could be so many reasons why Pokemon won't go in there. It could be on Pokemon's side but with them being like, your venue doesn't have enough capacity. Your venue doesn't have enough of X, Y, Z that we require. Um, it could be that, you know, there there might be a certain bidding element to it where, like, the venue can only take a certain amount for Pokemon to go in because Pokemon has all these costs and doesn't want the venue to be, you know, too high of a cost. Or if your uh, if your venue if your local venue has a an entry fee that's against the new rules, so maybe sure. just eliminating that would be fine. But right. not many venues are going to want that because you are taking space in their store. Right? They mm-hmm. have to have a reason to have you there. I don't know. I will say, uh, not not speaking for Pokemon, but what I what I would assume is that Pokemon has some kind of like events management uh, sector and they would be able to tell you why or why not uh, a Pokemon event can be hosted in that space. Mm -hmm. Because that's just how it kind of happens with any business is if you talk with an event uh, coordinator, they'll be able to tell you, these are the spaces that we want to be in. These are the spaces that we don't want to be in. Tell me about your space and we'll tell you why or why not. We can't, we, we will go in there. So who's selling who, when it comes to like, um, being in a venue, is the venue trying to sell to the person or is the person trying to sell their event to the venue? Or is it a little bit of both? A little bit of both. I mean, it depends on what's in the venue. Um, typically what will happen is like the venue will say, um, Hey, if you want to have an event, have the event in our space, but it will cost X percent of what you make off of this. Mm. So any, you know, equipment that you bring in, um, if your venue has like an equipment partner, you know, maybe there's a, a revenue split that way. If your uh, event has like a, a food partner, a vendor like any kind of vendor that might be split with the space that they take up. So I don't know, like any, any money that changes hands, assume that a little bit of it goes to the venue. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, they make, they make, they make good money. Not just that, but like now that I'm like thinking about it, it's like, there's so many layers to to hosting a Pokemon tournament or hosting an event in general that it's almost painful to think about to the point where I'm just like, okay, are we really going to sit here? I, I almost feel bad for, for certain event coordinators that everyone on Twitter just talks about how uh, garbage their services are. How could they do this this way? How does this happen? Like, those are all very fair points to have. But dang, is it annoying to host a venue for 3,000 people, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. trying to be accommodating to all 3,000 people in the fairest way possible. It's, it's near or impossible. even, like, on a smaller scale, the clients who are responsible for bringing that in like whoever communicates between pokemon and like overload or pokemon and day day two like those are all one or two Mm. uh people spearheading the operation talking with each other and then those people communicate to the the teams those teams put on the show those shows service the three thousand people that go in there 
it's it's a whole thing, man. It almost makes sense why for internationals, Pokemon just kind of takes the reins on it. Because yeah. they just expect such a high volume of people. They expect a high number of viewership. They want it to be as perfect as possible. And, you know, they probably have the resources to do, to do so. Pokemon makes money. Oh, totally. And, and you know, don't don't get it wrong that, like, Pokemon is handling all of the national stuff. It's just like... The stream Pokemon, is, sure. Pokemon is owning more of it. Yeah. But it's the companies that they hire that are still... That they have more control of in those situations. Mm-hmm. In the other situations, and like regionals, they leave it up to overload or they leave it up to day two to go and hire their people. But the only people that are getting cut out of, of the deal really are the people in the middle, like overload and day two for nationals. Because mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon's going straight to their people, their techs, their uh, equipment that they rent out from other companies that, you know, puts on the event. So now, now you know why you have to buy your own docs. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is what and this also means. too, like, I, man, I could talk about this for years, but um, that's, that's why ticket price is what it is. Right? I've, I've noticed like, they went up for next year. Yeah. It was 75 USD for, for Charlotte regionals. Also, right. if you guys are going to Charlotte regionals, I think Mike and myself are both planning on going. So that's right. Hit us up there. Yep. That's like mid January. I want to say January 19th that weekend. January 19th. That's right. Yeah. 18 um, is what I'm. Yeah. I mean, out. Ticket price is high because, you know, it costs a lot to put on these events. It costs a lot to rent out equipment for three days. Uh, all of the stuff that you see, it be it the uh, from the docks on the tables to the TVs on the on the truss on the on the like um, what's it called? The the bars that, that are just sit, sitting there showing you the games. The tall like, silver thing. The tall silver thing. Yeah. The crisscross like the, those four <laughs> pillars with like the cross I know, bars. All the I way know up. what you yeah. mean. You know, heat ran, you know heat ran. Mean. Yeah. Heat <laughs> ran, heat ran. That's it. Anyway, all of that costs costs money for people to go and set up and go and bring in. Like there's as many people as you see from the event walking around, like the judges, there's like at least six times that when it comes to set up and tear down for all the equipment. Yeah. So to the point where they they start tear down during day two. Yeah. Just so they don't have to do it later. Just so they don't have to stay until like 2 a.m. Because that happens. In I noticed that. Most events. Yeah. When that, when they were do, when they were doing the MSS and when I was playing the MSS, um, we didn't have docs because they started the teardown. So mm-hmm. we were just playing on tables and just like, well, couldn't you guys just keep this here for like another couple hours? No. Apparently they had to go. I don't know. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, thanks so much, Raging Tengu, for that that question. I didn't expect it to kind of get as deep as it did, but it was uh, it was a good one. Speaking of international challenges, boop 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 boop. Uh, Latin America had their uh, tournament November seventeenth to nineteenth in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Sao Paulo, come on. Excuse me. You, you can't speak Portuguese, Mike. I don't speak Portuguese. Oh, well, you got that one, right? I can well, the- speak English. <laughs> um, yeah, so in Brazil. Yes. I'm not even going to say anyway. Um, <laughs> 393, 393. I didn't say it properly in English. Excuse me. 393. 
Masters players were in attendance. Uh, and it seemed like a fun time. Good, like, 400 players in your, in your tournament. That's, that's nice. Got a Brazilian. And a very diverse place. cast of Top Cut. Actually, yeah. There's two Americans in every other country in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. For sure. Uh, looking at the top four, uh, we have Riley Factura from the U.S., uh, who went in getting seven wow seven thousand dollars yeah i was just looking at first place dang wow prizing is prizing what the heck hold up this is why how many people went home with money top 32 got at least two thousand dollars whoa that is nuts rest in peace martin for skipping out on two thousand dollars major shout out to martin (laughs) <laughs> in-game name Howl, who came 33rd. Pour, pour one out for Martin. <laughs> one out. Start a Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, Joseph Ugarte coming out with $5,000 and 250 CP. This, this was a good one. It's almost profitable to go to Pokemon events if you're good at this game. Now. If you're very good at like this you game. Can you can make your Absolutely. money back. Yeah. Like, top 32 made their flight and more. 100%. Joshua Lorsey uh, came in. With hey, Lorsey. Yeah, 250 CP, $5,000. Really good. Lorsey killing them, killing it. Yeah, big shout out to all the fifth through eighths. You guys, you guys did great. Uh, Riley Factura came fourth, got $7,000, 320 CP. Uh, came in with a King Gambit, Amoongus, Urshifu Rapid Strike, Dragonite, Chen Pao, and Ogre Pond, Hearth Flame. Hearth Flame, Ogre Pond. Physical, 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 Amoongus? Don't hit that. It's an Amoongus. Yikes, uh, that's, that's really all that we can say that, about that. That's <laughs> so... He is that. I don't understand how we can have so many Intimidators in the meta and then that just being okay. That yeah. being top four. Just physical, physical, physical. I mean, I guess ignoring King Gambit, I guess, because you don't bring it against the King Gambit. Right. But still, that's that's crazy. Not a single Flutter main there either. Well, I think it's it's... Neat, because we have uh, Chen Pao as well in the meta. Like, we have all these Intimidators, but we also have a Pokemon that just reduces your defense. So if you bring out a King Gambit against somebody, then, like, you just don't toss out the, the Intimidators. You toss out the Chen Pao. We have Intimidators and Defensidators. Chen Pao is the Defensidator. Yes, the Defensidator. Uh, in third was David Rodriguez, who ended up with, again, $7,000, 320 CP, brought a Urshifu Rapid Strike, Rillaboom, Golden Go, Tornate, Tornadus, uh, Hisuian Arcanine, and a Fluttermane. David was like, I don't know which ghost type is better, so I'm going to bring both of them. <laughs> Let's just bring both of them. Double also, ghost he, he has the delete button on this Golden Go that mm-hmm. I'm looking at right now. It's the Steel Terra Choice Spec Steel Beam Golden Go. Like brothers trying to nuke things until the next generation. Yeah, for real. When you can't make it rain on both of them, you make it beam on one of them. I don't need my health. Here you go. (laughs) It's such a, like, those steel moves are such, uh, uh, I don't know, like, it's such a risk-reward. For both yeah. of those. Make yeah, it rain drops your special attack. Steel beam drops your HP, but doesn't drop your special attack. 
it, it's sort of like, uh-huh, I have a difficult matchup into a dust clops. I wonder what I can do. Ah, uh, yes. Steel beam. <laughs> steel Terra, steel beam choice specs. I did it. Can you, and see, here's, here's the problem because uh, good as gold is such an intricate ab- ability. Good as garbage. Uh, good as garbage. Uh, does pain split work on Golden Go? I don't know. Yeah, I would, right? I, would, I wouldn't be confident enough to click it on it. I'd look at it and be like, huh, that's a weird one. Does yeah. weird things. I'm is it tar- is pain split targeted? Yes, it is targeted. Pain split is targeted, but is it a status move? Yeah, maybe. Does pain split work on good? Yeah, it is. Gold? It's a targeted status move. That thing does not work on Golden Go. Oh, GG. Wow. And like, man, I I have such such a weird time with that because I always forget about good as gold. If you can't help and hand it, you can't do anything to it. Is the way I see it. Just, just don't touch it. Leave it there. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Good. Just leave it alone. It's good as gold. Okay, <laughs> come on. Uh, apart from that, like the the rest of the team is pretty pretty standard at this point. We've seen Hisuian Arcanines and Flutter Mains and and Rillabooms and Urshifu's all over the place. That's just a good team. Yeah, it's just a good team. Coming Number in two, sec- though. Yeah, that was Tiago Latanzi, uh, who ended up, oh my goodness, with a 2024 Worlds invite, 400 CP, and $10,000. Bruh. That is amazing. That's Animal. USD. That's, <laughs> yes. That's still USD. have to say every time, absolutely. Just saying. Like, yeah. there are some places in some countries that you could take that USD and use it well. Like mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes, there are a lot of places where it's worth worth a lot more, but like mine, for example. <laughs> All right. Uh, it was that Tiago came in with Wellspring Ogre Pond, Regilecki, and Didi Female, of course, Tornadus, Chiyu, and Fluttermane. Regilecki making it into second place, though. See, this is a, a point in the meta that I'm actively afraid of though oh, because yeah? we're getting now in dds without armor rouge i was afraid mm. of indeed armor rouge but now i'm just afraid of indeed being like a staple in the team that's a good point i mean listen it's a great way to just stop priority right away it's a great way to shut down rillabooms like you can yeah. use indeed to make rillabooms life horrible because Rillaboom still likes to carry some speed because of fake out. And Didi's doesn't don't care. And Didi's don't care how fast they go. They can go min speed and always get their terrain up first. Or yeah. they can always just switch in on your Rillaboom and then ruin you that way. What we're seeing in Ndidi here with Dragon Terra. Dragon Terra just became the new defensive Terra type for everything. <laughs> really yeah. Like I think Riley Factora's King Gambit was running Dragon Terra. This Ndidi's running Dragon Terra. No trick around this Ndidi too. It's meant to literally redirect helping hand. And sit there. What else do you need? It has Psychic on it as well because it also drops Psychic Terrain. So why not do that yeah. extra damage? You have Chi on the team, so it actually might do some damage. Yep. The yep. other thing is this Regilecki. 
running the Terra Blast Ice to hit ground types. This is something that we mentioned when we were like first uh, learning about Terra types in, in the mm-hmm. past. We're like, oh my goodness, Regieleki gets to use ice moves now. It's interesting finally seeing it in practice because I feel like a lot of people were hesitant to run Regieleki for two reasons. One, Iron Bundle is technically faster than this thing. Regieleki was power crept by Iron Bundle. And two, right. they nerfed Transistor. So people were like, uh, eh, it does less damage now. Can't Dynamax anymore. I don't want to play with you anymore. But <laughs> hey, Ice Terra type got second place and it got our boy Tiago 10 grand. So good job, Aleki. Yeah. Pretty, I thought that was a soundboard. That was just a motorcycle outside. You know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes people like to drive real fast around here. <laughs> Witnessed a few accidents. It's not very fun to watch. <laughs> Unless you're on the balcony. Unless you're on the balcony. Uh, in first was Marco Silva, who again won their 2024 Worlds Invite. Congratulations. 500 championship points and $15,000. 15 grand. Not bad at all. That's that's his uh, trip back to Italy. Uh, that's <laughs> And more. He gets that yeah. down payment on the Tesla, too. <laughs> I need to make sure that I'm right about that. The Italian flag. Yes, thank you. Okay. Yes, Marco oh, man, is so Italian. many so many flags have green, red and white, man. I'm not I've never been good at them. Ita. Yes, that is Italian. Where do you see that? If you hover over and don't click it, it gives you the abbreviations. Oh, it finally Yeah, okay. It took a while for me. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh <laughs> Marco <clears throat> uh, came in with a Tornadus, Iron Hands, Hisuian Arcanine, Golden Go, Urshifu Rapid Strike, and an Amoongus. Three so Amoonguses, man. What's this yeah. Amoongus factor looking like, Michael? The meta's not, the meta, listen, the Amoongus factor says, in the new meta, Amoongus yep. will appear because of the confusion. We're at no, the no, end no. of the meta. In an undefined meta. This meta has oh. not been defined. <laughs> This meta is missing something. Amoongus, Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Th- this meta is missing a lot of bulk, a lot of power, a lot of variety. And Indigo Disc is going to... F- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Indigo Disc is going to likely fix a lot of that. I do think Amoongus is going to get knocked into the into the stratosphere when uh, Indigo Disc comes out. I don't think we're going <laughs> to see Amoongus at all. I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. A lot of people are just, are complaining that this meta isn't um, that this meta isn't too creative. Mm. I, I guess it depends the way you look at it. Because yes, a lot of teams are physical, 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 etc. But look at how many different Pokemon there are on this top eight. It's not like we're seeing Chalk anywhere. We're not seeing Cresselia. Right. Heatran, he, he, Heaterini. Yeah. <laughs> Heaterine. <laughs> You're not all those guys. Thank you. Now I have found the title of the episode. Heaterini. Heaterine. <laughs> I needed some spaghetti with some Heaterini. There was one Cresselia in the top eight. And it was Where? by the person oh, seventh. Molina. Yeah. Also running Landorus. And Heatran. Hold up. There's Chuck. I found it. We found it. There's a couple of letters. We got uh, uh, CHL. Watch out. <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly worried about spelling something I don't want to spell. Yes. Yeah, is a C H 
L O I L F Choilf. Choilf. <laughs> that was uh Heatran, Fluttermane, Ogre Pun, Iron Hands, Cresselia, and Landorus if you want to play along at home. I wonder if that was a Choilf Scarf Landorus. Choilf. It's a Choilf Scarf Landorus. <laughs> but really, I mean Esteban, who came in seventh and brought that team, like that is kind of the team that yeah, I would that's a good team, imagine that like regulation E is. Heatran, Fluttermane, Ogre Pond, Iron Hands, Cresselia, Landorus. Like, that is, that's the one. If that team came in first, I would not be surprised. You could tell at the same time that this is a very diverse top eight because even Victory Road had a hard time trying to align the Pokemon. Like, you could tell they tried, but they couldn't. There was was nothing that really went down the line. Like, we're usually used to seeing. Yeah, Regulation C or Series 2. Fluttermane. Where, like, Iron it was just, yeah, the, the left <laughs> column was reserved for Fluttermane. <laughs> now it's like you really don't have them line up that well. No. You still see Fluttermane everywhere, mind you. Like, yeah, still five, five Fluttermanes yeah. in top eight. But with every passing expansion, the, the Fluttermane market cap away. goes down a little bit. Yeah. The market cap. <laughs> we're seeing a Fluttermane crash. You're going to see a flutter main crash, honestly. Um, but yeah, back to back to Marco's team uh, again with the dragon golden go. This again was golden go Urshifu, rapid strike, Hisui, Narconine, iron hands, tornadoes, Amoongus, Amoongus factors there. Uh, golden go dragon type is the one like that is the golden go. Such a good defensive typing. Yeah. It's ridiculous it took us this long to figure that out. I think I think the thing is we were all so afraid of running dragon terror because of how popular flutter main is. But yeah. now we just stopped caring, I guess. I don't know. We just mm-hmm. figured it out. We're like, hey, this is pretty good. We get to resist the grass water fire core all at once. <laughs> it's really nice. I think that it's really interesting how Iron Hands works, how people will go from, uh, you know, drain punch, wild charge, fake out, and then choose like this mystery fourth move. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Depending on what they're running. It's heavy slam. You know? Exactly. Is it heavy? Do I need to deal with swords swords or do I have a golden go on my team? So yeah, swords dance. You just don't bring an assault vest in that case. In most of the cases where I've seen iron hands with assault vest, it's either heavy slam or volt switch. And this one did bring the volt switch. I'm always like, oh, that's, that's an interesting move to bring. Cause like it does actively no damage. It's basically mm-hmm. a switch out, but it's a late switch out. You get to switch out at the end of the turn, soak up some hits uh, switch into something that can deal with what you've, you know, what you're facing for the next turn. Yeah, switching out late is typically, I, I, I don't know if I want to say better, but feels better in more situations. From Iron Hands, for sure, I'd say it's better. Yeah, because yeah. you're able to tank the hit for whatever you're switching into. The issue with uh, Grimmsnarl and why Grimmsnarl doesn't really see parting shot play too much is because you go first with the parting shot, which might sound phenomenal until you switch into a flutter main that can't take a hit that the Grimmsnarl would have been able to take, you know? It's, right. It's that that's the the double-edged sword there. I mean, one could say that the dropping of the attack and special attack makes it so that the flutter main has an easier time when it switches in, but if you're getting hit by something physical, like Fluttermane doesn't care that the opponents got mm. a minus one to their attack. Like that Fluttermane's still probably going down. Yeah. Especially in this meta. Maybe also, that's shout why. Shout out to the person on Twitter. I'm sorry I forgot your name, but I love you anyway. Who let us know why nothing is actually optimal on Sylveon. Yes. 
I'm trying to look for it. It was honestly so long ago that I can't find it. But just know that we love you. <laughs> Cause well, it's true. I mean, well, I can actually tell you that was uh, Prague oh, at Tog VGC. Kudos. Yeah. I actually met that one. Kudos. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, regarding your confusion about Sylveon stats, Sylveon runs a blank move slot, so you can go Specs plus Sleep Talk, uh, Hyper Voice, and Terra Blast. It makes you sleep proof, and it's often even run alongside self sleep. Makes so much sense. So you sense put, now. oh, you put yourself to sleep. And then you could Sleep Talk. But wait, is, why? Why would I want to put myself to sleep? So you don't get paired. I, I mean, if you're expecting something. You're expecting okay. like a pair or something. Yeah. Just sleep yourself. I guess so, yeah. Because you wouldn't want to put like quick attack as your fourth move because then some, sometimes you sleep talk into quick attack and it's like that does nothing. Mm-hmm. You want to hit the big moves. You want to hit the Terra Blasts, the Hyper Voice. Terra Blast, by the way, we've said this months ago, but it's worth saying again. Uh, Terra Blast is one of those interesting moves for Sylveon because it does get affected by Pixelate. Yes, technically. You don't have to Terra to use it. You get an extra fairy move, single targeted, right. which is a big reason why Sylveon is actually seeing some pickup too. Like I'm, I'm surprised with how much Sylveon I'm seeing on ladder, to the point where I'm considering it because it does do a lot of damage. It does a lot more sure. damage than fa- other fairy types do because it gets the pixelate boost on top of its actual damage damage step. I don't know. It's a good mod. When the Eevee in the garden eats just enough muffins without any kind of stones in it, they'll discover that they're quite happy with their uh, friendly trainer baker who baked them all the muffins. Muffins. And when they're just happy enough, no, looks like an uh, an Eevee has evolved into a Sylveon. Mad Eevee is the strongest one. Because friendship always wins. Wins. So nothing is a viable move. I guess so. I guess so. 74% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a Poke Sports. We did it. We, we made did it. it. This is a Friday. Hello. It's a Friday. Welcome to Friday. I hope uh, you enjoyed this version of, of the podcast because it's it's probably staying. <laughs> <laughs> This is probably what you're going to get. Oh, Mike, did I mention I just changed my day off to Saturday? Oh, cool. Mm. Uh, if you want to go and check out uh, what we do on the daily, you can go on over to youtube.com slash Pokesports, where we put out a video every single day uh, about a battle. The A-T-T-E-L. The A-T-T-E-L. If you want to go and share a rental code or a Pokepaste ideally, both. Please both. Uh, yeah, please. <laughs> you can do so over at uh, pokesports.info. Head on over to our Discord uh, and go to the rental codes chat where you can go and share that there. Uh, if you want to catch up with us on social meds, you can do that on X, uh, x.com slash pokesportspod. Yes, that's the one. Yes. Also, that's if you guys one. didn't know, you can take a screenshot on your Nintendo Switch. I'm just saying. <laughs> no no further context. Codes. It wasn't no further context. Codes. It was just yeah. No 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 comment. No comment. Just letting you know, you could take a screenshot on your switch. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Well, with that, uh, that's gonna be the end. 
Long, Long overdue. overdue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> See you next time, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.